This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show, and we have a busy one this week. How about former WHL goaltender Matt Berlin called into action with the Edmonton Oilers as the e-bug this past weekend? The tender now with the University of Alberta Golden Bears will join us to relive that special moment with his hometown NHL team. Former WHL player Luke Philp is fresh off his NHL debut. He's quite the story, going to the University of Alberta after his WHL career before turning pro. We'll have more on that. Connor Bedard Mania is ripping through the Central Division. Over 17,000 in attendance in Calgary this week, and Bedard did not disappoint. And the Orange Jersey Project is sweeping across the WHL in the month of February. Project coordinator Jeremy Boston is behind the awareness campaign towards truth and reconciliation. He'll wrap up our show. First up. Hey, what a story for former WHLer Matt Berlin. Last weekend, called into action for the Edmonton Oilers for the final two minutes and 26 seconds uh, of game action against Chicago. He joins us on the line from Edmonton. Matt, boy, this has received a ton of attention. How are you feeling? It's a few days afterwards. Uh, are you getting tired of all this extra attention that's been put on you yet? <laughs> no, it's still pretty cool. It's something I've I've never really experienced in my hockey career. Um and yeah, all the interviews are lots of fun. It's been lots of fun meeting new people and talking lots about it. So yeah, no, it's been a pretty pretty cool experience overall. Yeah, what a whirlwind it is. You know, you go into the game late. I know there was some chatter on the bench. You, know, you face one shot and then you're, you know, lo and behold, you're doing a post-game interview with Scott Oak and a Hockey Night in Canada towel around you here. Things happen pretty quick, I think, here. Yeah, that was, uh, the whole thing was unexpected, but the Hockey Night interview was definitely a, a cool way to cap the night off and I got to keep the towel, which is something <laughs> something I'll take with me for the rest of my life. So yeah, no, it was definitely definitely a whirlwind is a good way to uh, describe it, but an unbelievable experience, and I, I can't thank the others enough. How was your phone coming off the ice there afterwards? Like, what was going on? <laughs> Hundreds of messages. Like, <laughs> it was insane. My like text messages, DMs, Twitter DMs. It was it was wild. Um, even had even had professors from my school emailing me. So. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty uh, pretty special to to get all that support from friends and family, and then um, obviously just people who are who are hockey fans. So it was, it was it was a lot on the phone, but things have quieted down now, which is good. Well, you've handled it all very very well, uh, watching some of the action and listening to you uh, through this. Now, uh, speaking of a Monday and your professors, you had like a, I think a midterm exam uh, at U of A there on Monday. Did you get a break on that? <laughs> no, luckily I. Uh, I had studied quite a bit prior to Saturday night, so I was I was prepared well enough because Sunday I didn't really get much done. But no, I didn't ask for an extension or anything. But it was okay. The exam wasn't too tough, so I got through it. You know, it's funny. You know, people are comparing this to like you know the David Ayer situation, but far from it. I mean, you play at the U of A. You've had action there. You you played in the Western League from 2015 to 2019. It's not exactly it's not exactly like you're pulled out of the crowd that won a contest. I mean, you have a pretty good resume here. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, being the e-bug, it's, I mean, you're, you know, there's always a chance you could go in and for it to actually happen. It's, it's pretty cool. And, um, I guess, I guess, yeah, I've, I've played at a pretty high level before. So obviously a, uh, breakaway from Patrick Kane would have been maybe a little bit difficult, but, uh, 
a routine point shot. It was it was a perfect way to come in and, and get my first NHL save. You know, I think it's great because uh, yeah, that shot came from Caleb Jones, as you pe- um, mentioned. Uh, you played against in the in the WHL. Uh, Jack Campbell's a great guy, and uh, did he? I guess he was in on this. He knew that this was going to happen when the when the change was made. Uh, yeah, so I think how it went down was uh, McDavid kind of set the whole thing into action. He asked Woodcroft if, if they could make it happen, and, and Woodcroft talked to the coaches and um, uh, ran it by Jack Campbell, and everyone was on board. So uh, I actually had no idea that that was going on. It happened, I think, at one of the TV timeouts in the third period, um, and I was just so caught up in the moment, I had no idea that that was even happening. But but yeah, so everyone was on board with it, and I, th- I thought it was pretty cool that McDavid um, thought of me and, and gave me the opportunity. Yeah, that's great. I think that's fantastic, too. Uh, you're at the U of A where you're with a, a bunch of WHL teammates uh, that played in the league here. But let's go back to your time. You know, I thought this was pretty fitting for you, Matt, that you were the e-bug in this situation. Because if you think back to your time in the Western League, you know, whenever a team needed a goalie, you know, you were there, right? Uh, Spokane to Seattle to then Kootenai. So I thought it was pretty fitting. You were sort of an e-bug in the WHL at times, too. Yeah, I guess... Um... I mean, you go where the opportunities are, and uh, in the Western League, I was—I <laughs> guess I was a little bit of a journeyman. I was all over the map for for a few years there, but um, lots of fun in the league. It was great. I made a lot of lifelong friends playing in the different cities I played in, and and we've remained buddies to this day. But uh, yeah, you just kind of follow the opportunities, and this one was uh, <laughs> probably the probably the biggest opportunity I've had, and it was something I'll never forget. Now you're the regular e-bug there with Edmonton, right? But but a, a lot of times you're sort of on standby uh, unless something happens. Or correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I did it for the Oilers in their playoff run last uh, last year, and and yeah, you just uh, basically you're just on standby and you watch you watch the games from the press box, which is lots of fun. I mean, you get you get a meal out of it and you get to watch the game, <laughs> so you can't complain there. But uh, it was a little bit obviously a little bit different this time with Skinner being sick and me actually dressing and. I think even if uh, even if I hadn't gotten in the game, just taking warm ups and being around the guys in the locker room and experiencing the game from ice level uh, would have been a super special experience. And so to get on the ice, it was obviously a once in a lifetime thing, and it's something it's something I'll never forget. I think the coolest thing out of this uh, elite prospects now has NHL one game played, right? Um, which is awesome, and the, and the profile picture is already you know you in that uh, Oilers reverse retro sweater, so uh, so cool. And you're an Edmonton guy, so this has to mean you know something even more for you. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I've been asked a lot if I'm a, if I'm a Oilers fan or if I wasn't an Oilers fan, and, and the answer is for sure. I, I grew up born and raised here in Edmonton, and I grew up going to the games back at Rexall when they were still there, and definitely idolized a lot of players that went through the system when I was when I was a young player. So definitely it means that much more that it was my hometown team. And I, I just can't thank the organization enough um, from everyone, like the management uh, through the equipment managers and trainers and through the players. It, I was welcomed with open arms right when, from when I got there. And it really did feel like I was a part of the team for that night. That's great. Yeah, I saw the Oilers' reaction. It looked really special for sure. Uh, you're on the WHL scholarship program at the University of Alberta. How how important has that been to you to you know continue playing at a high level and and also pursue your studies? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, uh, there's nothing but good words to say about the the scholarship program. Um, it allows me, yeah, like you said, it allows me to keep playing at a high level. And um, obviously, there's a lot of opportunities that come out of this league too. It's um, it's really good hockey, and even in the time I've been here, uh, the level of play has increased a lot. So 
Yeah, no, it's it's great. I'm pursuing. I'm getting my degree, and I'm and I'm playing playing the sport I love still. So yeah, no complaints there. What do you think it's going to be like when you get back uh, wearing you know Golden Bears colors again here, and you're taking on some opposition like a a rival like UFC or or UFS? Are you going to hear about this a little bit? Do you think? <laughs> I was actually thinking about that today. I'm sure there'll be some comments. Yeah, especially if maybe. Hopefully, hopefully a soft one doesn't squeak through. But if one does, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure I'll be hearing about it. Well, you know, you always have the. Have you played in the NHL before? You can always say that, right? I mean, that's your line now. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good comeback that I'll have in my arsenal, just in case. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, what an incredible story here, uh, Matt. To see you do everything, and I just want to commend you on how you've handled everything in all the interviews and uh, everything that comes with this year. It's a great story, and I think in, in hockey we need stories like this. Our fans need, you know, uh, uplifting stories like this, Matt. So well done on everything, and and congratulations on how it all shook down. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. You're listening to the WHL this week. Radio Edition. Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats have taken the show on the road through the Central Division this past week. And after a record-breaking crowd in Red Deer, over 17,000 fans packed a Saddle Dome in Calgary Wednesday night. Bank Saddle Dome in Calgary, Alberta, the scene of one of the most highly anticipated junior hockey games ever. Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats make their final stop in Calgary in the regular season. Meanwhile, for Bedard, it's all being a lot of fun. You feel it, you hear it, and uh, you know I think it brings brings some extra energy in you. And uh, you know, obviously on the road, they don't they don't like you as much, which is which is fun. And uh, you know, when you're home, they're they're cheering for you. So you know, either way, you're you're kind of getting fired up for it. And he didn't disappoint, scoring in the first period. Puck comes back to Bedard, short side shot, scores. Connor Bedard, a lethal shot from near the boards, finds the corner. The Pats and the Hitmen would head to a shootout tied 5-all after regulation and then overtime. Scoreless in the shootout so far. He'll come in. Backhand, forehand, scores! Regina leads 1-0. Bedard's shootout goal would stand up as the shootout winner. The Pats, meanwhile, continue the swing in Lethbridge and Medicine Hat. 22 teams, one goal. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. A WHL alumnus who used his education scholarship to attend the University of Alberta just made his NHL debut this past week. Former Kootenai Ice and Red Deer Rebels forward Luke Philp was called up by the Chicago Blackhawks from their AHL affiliate. Yeah, I was just uh, Sunday night watching a movie with girl with my girlfriend and um, got a call from the uh, Rockford's GM there. He said I'd be joining the team for for the Western road trip. Kind of said pack pack suitcase for a week. Uh, yeah, you're going on the road with the team, um, and it was a really exciting moment for us. From Canmore, Alberta, Phil took that rookie lap in Vancouver at Rogers Arena. It was awesome. You know, you've seen lots of videos of um, friends and, you know, rookies over the past few years doing that lap. And, you know, you get a little nervous to do it yourself. But um, it was a pretty cool experience for me to do it in Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, I had my my parents there, my girlfriend there, too. So it was it was great to have some family, some support. And um, it was yeah, a special moment. It comes after three years in the American Hockey League. The next game on the schedule in Calgary, where Philp recorded an assist against the Flames. To get my first NHL point in that building where I've spent, uh, or I've played a lot of games, especially through my WHL career with Kootenai um, against the Hitmen there. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty awesome moment. 
The complete interview with Phil can be found on whl.ca in conversation with Chris Wall. From the drop of the puck to the Edge Chanel Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Jeremy Boston is the program manager of the Orange Jersey Project in a partnership with the WHL that will see WHL teams across the league wear an orange jersey in support of the uh, Orange Jersey Project. And Jeremy joins us here. First of all, you had a chance in person to see uh, the orange jersey with the Kamloops Blazers as they hosted the Portland Winterhawks. Uh, You're from Williams Lake. I'm sure that was a great night there for you. Yeah, for sure. Very emotional night seeing all the work that we've been putting forward come to light and working with the Western Hockey League to make this happen, to see those Camels Blazers come out with those orange jerseys was absolutely phenomenal. And I had my good friend Tyler Fuller with me. We were both kind of tearing up in the stands as they came out. And we we brought a U9 team from Williams Lake and a U15 team that I helped coach here in Camels, British Columbia. And it was awesome to see the kids wear those jerseys and see their faces when they seen the Kamloops Blazers wearing those jerseys. It was just extremely emotional and the words cannot express the feelings that was there. It's just very powerful for what we're trying to do with the Orange Jersey Project. We'll break down what it's all about, and it's, again, across the WHL this year, Jeremy, but uh, the color orange in your family actually go back uh, a ways. It was your your mom, Phyllis Webstad, as the originator, sort of the founder of the orange shirt, uh, which goes back now nearly nearly 10 years. Yeah, my mom is Phyllis Webstad. Uh, It started almost 10 years ago at the Truth and Reconciliation Committee that they had in Williams Lake. And it was the first time my mom ever shared her story about losing her orange shirt for her first day at uh, Indian Residential School. And from there, it's just been overwhelming. And like my mom always says, her story is not unique. There's many other stories like this across Canada. And the color orange just represents our survivors and our generational impacts that are going on till this day that the color orange means a lot to a lot of people it's just a way to come together jeremy what is what is the orange jersey project tell us more uh well the orange jersey project is a program developed to educate indigenous and non-indigenous athletes canada-wide about the true history of the indian residential schools of canada and the impacts of these schools on past and current generations What we do at the Orange Jersey Project is uh, we currently provide hockey teams across Canada with orange practice jerseys with the general concept, why are we wearing orange jerseys? It comes with a QR code on there. They can scan the QR code, which will direct you right to our LMS. It's the learning management system, which the minor hockey teams that are registered, once they scan, they have the opportunity to do five modules on Indian residential schools for kind of an introduction about Indian residential schools. So the grand prize winner from each division will win $500 towards minor hockey registration or fees. Now, the goals of the Orange Jersey Project here, this this uh, sort of uh, partnership with the WHL here, what would you say, Jeremy, the goals of the Orange Jersey Project are? I would say the goals of the Orange Jersey Project are to raise awareness using sport and using hockey as a big platform for education for our non-Indigenous and Indigenous players across Canada. 
How does support of the WHL help to amplify and advance the Orange Jersey project and its goals? What would you say, Jeremy? Um, it would, for sure, it helps so much. It's like growing up in hockey. I played hockey most of my life, and you always look to that big kid in the dressing room as that superstar. It doesn't even have to be a superstar. It just has to be that older kid mm-hmm. in the dressing room for any minor hockey player could be that 10-year-old little boy looking at that guy in a division above him and seeing that. So with the Western Hockey League acting as that big kid in the dressing room is absolutely amazing just because these kids look up to these players as heroes, superheroes. It's just overwhelming. And to see the the U nine and the U fifteen teams that were were at the game uh, in warm up, you know, right along the glass to see that uh, this is probably what you're you're alluding to. Yes, to see those faces last night at the Blazers game was what we're trying to do is reach those kids. And now they ask that question, Coach, why are we wearing an orange jersey? And that's where we provide our information and explain to them why we're wearing orange. Now, the jerseys will be worn uh, a few different times uh, by the Blazers and by teams across the WHL. Then will be uh, auctioned off uh, online uh, for uh, charity purposes as well. So, Jeremy, how important is it to have the presence of the orange jerseys in the WHL arena to help facilitate conversations around Indian residential school system and truth and reconciliation? For having the jerseys in these WHL arenas is amazing. It's having their presence is a way for the generational survivors to see Canada does care and they're trying towards truth and reconciliation and these jerseys and the arenas, it just gives more awareness Mm -hmm. for everyone. Jeremy, how how has the partnership and the work been with with the Western Hockey League to coordinate and get this off the ground? Because it takes a lot of coordination amongst the teams across the league and the buildings and the fan bases. And, um, you know, it's it's probably a pretty big, you know, thing behind the scenes here. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of emails, a lot of phone <laughs> conversations. But ever since we initiated this <clears throat> in Calgary last year with Ron from the WHL and his words were kind of, we need to do this in every team in the WHL should have an Every Child Matters game because uh, Calgary Hitmen, we were there last year just to, as kind of spectators kind of thing with my mom. And we began talking about the Orange Jersey Project, and it's just been a whirlwind since then. We just initiated everything to talking about ideas and what we can try to accomplish and have some great goals out of this. Jeremy, a great job on this and a great project, the Orange Jersey Project across the WHL. I know you base out of Kamloops and Williams Lake, and you're the uh, project coordinator here with the WHL. We appreciate uh, your time here on WHL this week and, and keep working towards it. Thanks again. Thank you very much. And more information is available online at orangejerseyproject.ca. That's the show. Big thanks to our guests, Matt Berlin and Jeremy Boston. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.